Welcome to the Mega Mad Podcast. Here we'll explore the mysteries of digital marketing and small business development. Having grown and sold his first online business, Mark now seeks to help other business owners build their own. Hey guys, it's Mark DeGrasse with the Mega Mad Podcast. Today I'm here with Brian Collister, the founder and owner of Investigative Network, a nonprofit here in Austin, Texas. And today we're going to talk about nonprofits, kind of how they grew, how Brian started his nonprofit, and where it's going this year in 2021. So, welcome, Brian. Thanks, Mark. Uh, so, when you talk about Investigative Network, kind of the idea behind it, uh, a little bit about your uh, impressive investigative background and what you're doing. So, I've been an investigative journalist for about 20 years. Most recently uh, at a television station in Austin, but I also worked in San Antonio and Houston. And in our industry, as with a lot of industries in broadcasting, uh, local television, the, the opportunities were shrinking dramatically. Um, and what the world needs now is more investigative journalists um, who don't have an agenda, uh, who are nonpartisan, and who simply go back to what we used to enjoy in the old days, which was, here are facts. Um, I'll show you how I came about gathering those facts. Um, I'll present them to people and, and, and ask them to respond to them or even hold them accountable if the facts don't add up in a, in a positive way uh, because we, the public, are paying the bills for all of this. So usually I focus on government. And so um, I formed the Investigative Network as a nonprofit journalism organization to create investigative content that is um, nonprofit, nonpartisan, and we're not afraid. We're not afraid to tell stories that, that need to be told um, and we have absolutely no political bent. I don't want anything to do with it. Um, it's it's just based on the facts and trying to inform people and let them make their own decisions. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's it's a paradox nowadays how you have more tools than ever to share information and there's no facts out there or the information you get exposed to. It's very to. frustrating people, i found. It's, uh, people have responded very positively um, and said... You know, uh, you know, I watch X news channel um, because of my political views or whatever, left, right, or whatever it might be. Uh, they say, but I still, at the end of the day, I, I, I miss and I want a source that I can rely on that, that just doesn't go there yeah. and, and, and takes it strictly from, you know, when, I, when we were growing up, we, uh, my parents, like a lot of people, it was on Sunday, we'd sit down and watch these, these people on CBS on this show called 60 Minutes chase people around ask them tough questions and it's like you knew that that was a part of our the, our democracy mm-hmm. I mean that, 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 that it served a, a purpose and a point that they were our voice and so that's what we aim to restore that's awesome yeah I, I remember I forget where it was somebody was talking about how the, the First Amendment and free speech was actually established so that the press could keep an eye on the government and, and we're the watchdogs, exactly. literally, and that's the way the founding fathers created it. And, and you know, now it kind of just seems like they're in bed together, and <laughs> everybody's kind right. of left in the dark in terms of what information they get. Well, and that's a whole other podcast. There, are re- you know, there are reasons the, that I've seen from within the industry as to why that is, um, and 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 much of it I I don't understand myself. But uh, essentially, the the sort of um, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to make it sound like we're holier than thou. But the the pureness of news has been absolutely poisoned and and hijacked. And so, um, you know, my my thing over my 
investigative career, and I've done stories on politicians who were stealing uh, taxpayer funds. Uh, then we catch them and they pay it back. So, you know, we get the refund. Um, I've done stories that have uh, resulted in, in new laws being passed or whatever it might be. The bottom line is I'm doing it for investigative journalists. Do it for the people who are sitting at home who don't have the time, don't have the expertise to file open records requests or the access to the equipment. And now there are opportunities to do that. So within this nonprofit form, uh, one of the things that we'll do uh, here in the very near future is if somebody in another town wants to learn how to be an investigative journalist, we'll train them. If they need a, a equipment, we'll say, look, here's the phone you get. You can now do it with your phone. Um, here's how you can edit online without getting the software. Use this website. So we want to, we don't want to keep this an exclusive club because we're basically a bunch of old dying dinosaurs, you know, the investigative folks, we need to pass this on or else our democracy is really going to be in trouble. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, I always tell people that everything online is so new that there really is no expert. And I think maybe the whole problem with, uh, you know, the news getting hijacked and the information getting hijacked is kind of because the, the sources or the technology was immature. And I think now that we're kind of advancing, everybody's kind of catching up to being able to use the tech that now we could actually get back to the facts because it's not restricted to the few people that know how to use the tools. I, I but, hope so. I hope you're right. But I don't think there's any such thing as a dinosaur nowadays because there's, you know, everybody's, it's new to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I see my, uh, what is what has really fueled my uh, desire to, to help make a dent in this is I see my own young children, 10, 11, 12 years old, struggling because they can't find facts. They can't find a reliable source of real facts that can be supported. Um, you know, I don't use the word truth because truth could be subjective to different people. Your truth might be different than mine or, you know, so, but a fact is a fact. And as long as you can support it and prove it and vet it, which is very important, um, which is what we do. I, I, I have never once in my 20 years, knock on, the wood that we're on, uh, uh, had to make a retraction or a correction. No. Not once. And That's I plan cool. on keeping it that way. That's cool. Well, and let's talk about your uh, your successes. You have one video on YouTube that has almost 1.5 million views. Uh, you want to talk about how you kind of uh, came up with the content and put that out? Sure. So uh, what we're going to do is we want to uh, – the basic – premise of the investigative network is to take investigative journalism, video focused investigative journalism from where it's dying on the vine in local television or, or network television where it's virtually non-existent and move it to where the eyeballs are, which is streaming platforms, Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, YouTube, uh, Facebook Live. And so our very first piece that we did uh, involved a an infamous case of, of a traffic stop involving a woman here in Texas named Sandra Bland, uh, who about five years ago was stopped by a Texas DPS trooper, and it, it made national and international news because the because of the altercation that took place and the treatment the trooper uh, dispensed on on Sandra Bland, and then three days later she was found dead in a jail cell under mysterious circumstances. So, what we uncovered using our investigative reporting skills is. Uh, that there had been a video beyond the dash cam. Sandra had actually recorded the stop with her own cell phone, but no one knew it, no one had it, with the exception of the Texas DPS, and they had not released it. So we put the story out on local television news outlets, then on also on our website, 
And then the, the, the video that you referred to, um, you actually helped me because you uh, helped us build our website. Um, we put that short clip that Sandra Bland shot herself on there so people could see it start to finish, unadulterated. And, you know, so we're not getting into the whole fake news and editing routine. That's part of our transparency. And that's the one where we've gotten the, the one and a half million hits. And we're basically, that's what we're going to do with other topics. That's awesome. What kind of topics do you have coming up? So we're focusing on some topics that are semi-related, like racial profiling, but we're also looking at other topics. Um, we're actually looking at a, um, a well-known uh, professional athlete who, um, let's just say, uh, may have gotten away with murder. Um, so that's an investigation that one of our other team members is working on. Um, the biker shootout in Waco, we're digging up some new details and exclusive information on that. And then, of course, we're looking at the good old-fashioned fun um, government and how it doesn't run properly and uh, waste, abuse, uh, and those sort of things. We're looking at that in a couple of different areas. Awesome. Well, that all sounds fantastic. Uh, any other details for coming up or... I know uh, you have one big thing. We actually do. We um, so my the, so in my DNA, what drives me as an investigative journalist, and 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 it takes a certain type of person, not better or worse than say a general assignment reporter. But um, my father was a photojournalist, uh, and I spent a lot of time in in newsrooms and dark rooms growing up, and I think that's where I get my curiosity. And I got luckily I got into investigative journalism, and. Um, so my father passed in late 2019, and when I was growing up, there was a, a picture of, of a, some musicians. You might have heard of them. They were called the Beatles. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of them? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. So the Beatles, which is uh, probably my favorite group and many other folks. Um, so in his, uh, in his uh, sort of quasi-studio apartment, he had a picture of John Lennon and Paul McCartney singing at a microphone, and we eventually came to learn as young kids that he took that photograph at Shea Stadium in 1966. And uh, when he passed, I was going through the archives, which he gave to me on his deathbed, said, I want you to have everything, my negatives, my prints, my whatever. I found the negatives and contact sheets, which are basically like little photos of the negatives. I found the entire uh, set of Beatles photographs, which have never been published, never been seen, and only he owned and had possession of because he was not working at the time. He was a freelance photographer. He liked the Beatles and he thought, well, I'm going to go over to Jay Stadium and see if I can get in with my press pass. And he did. And so we're going to put those up uh, very soon uh, on investigativenetwork.org as a charity auction. We're going to sell a full set, negatives, copyrights, everything, so that that money can go into a fund in my father's name to support we're going to train. We're going to even have job opportunities and uh, for photo and video journalists. That's fantastic. And that's uh, investigativenetwork.org uh, in case you want to check that out. We'll probably have that up in the next week or so. And, yeah, it's uh, amazing photos. I, I've seen them, and I'm going to be trying to get some to show my father-in-law who loves 
the Beatles. He talks about them constantly and plays them. Yeah. Right. Anyway. <laughs> right. We all have yeah. our favorite Beatle and our favorite Beatles songs. And I mean, we used to wear that, wear the heck out of that Sgt. Pepper album. I'll tell you that. And to, to be sitting there, my dad had one of those old hi-fi systems, you know, with the big four foot tall speakers. And to have that blasting and look up on the wall and see that picture and know that my father took that from five feet away. Uh, that was, that was kind of cool. That's awesome. And I, I look at thousands of pictures every day just for, you know, uh, the different projects we're doing. And these pictures are awesome. They're, they're super candid. Some of them look like uh, not posed at all in any way. And yeah, they're perfect. They're, they're yeah. Never amazing. published, never before seen. And even my father didn't realize because I'd asked him, you know, well, do, do, you, do you still have any more of these? Do you have, you know, that particular negative for that print? And he said, no, are you kidding me? That was 50 some odd years ago or whatever it was. And, and so I was going through the envelopes and I showed you a picture of the envelope. It says Beatles at Shea. And on the outside of the envelope, if, if you look closer to that picture, which we'll post, um, he actually, there's, it says J and P, John and Paul, and then it has all these numbers. And those were his settings in the darkroom for making the print. Wow. What a liar. In <laughs> <laughs> these photos from your whole life. Uh, well, that's awesome. I think it's it's super cool and a good way to promote the you know uh, journalism training and you know to see what what you could do. And there, there's so many neat settings that this kind of skill comes into play, especially with our stuff. I mean, we're constantly doing photography and videography, and it's just a standard skill if you're going to be a content maker we don't want to lose that art and that that drive that people have and so many people have it now with these iphones that even with an iphone you can still have what we call the eye right and um and if somebody's a still photographer and they want to learn video then we're going to help help them learn video that's awesome well thank you for having uh, for coming on uh if you're looking for more content like this i'm going to be talking to lots of my clients and the people we work with about how to create content and where content online is going. So stay tuned for new episodes soon.